You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak, I want to go play hide and seek. I want to go and bounce the moon just like a toy balloon. You and I are just like a couple of tots. Running across a meadow, picking up lots of forget-me-nots. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to another great edition of Table Talk, brought to you by Pop Culture Fanatics. I'm your host, Val Cisco, and of course, bringing back by popular demand, this is Dating in Your 30s, Part 2. Um, I know it's been a while since I've done this segment, and with all the changes that's happened to the podcast, it kind of fell by the wayside, but guess what, guys? We're back again. And from looking at the views and the listens, this has been one of my most popular segments, so um, I figured let me bring him back. So um, let's get into it, guys. Um, first of all, once again, these are my views, and this is not a list for anybody to go on or go by or live by whatsoever. This is just my observations, being in my early 30s and my experiences. And basically, I kind of wanted to share them with everybody and see if anybody could relate just a tad bit. So today, what we're going to be discussing is just the pros and cons of, you know, doing your thing in your 30s. Um the feel-goods and the bad moments that come with it. Of course, um, we're going to start off with just my experience for the last, I want to say, what, 10 months being in 2019 and so many changes that happened in my life, specifically while dating in my 30s. You know, um, in the last episode, I was kind of in between things as well, too. Um, not too sure where I was landing when it came to dating in my 30s. Um, had a couple of bad experiences and had a couple of one-off experiences as well, too. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, trying to stick the landing, if you will, and find that someone that complements my life, as I would compliment theirs. And um, it took a little while, but I think um, I finally found someone that you know, has wanted to stick around just a tad bit and indulge in my craziness. And for the most part, you know, this is someone who who I adore, honestly, right now. I'm not going to be very cheesy. I'm not going to try to win brownie points whatsoever. But I will say that the person that's in my life, um, she is listening. Um, she has really, I want to say, made my life 10 times better, um, whether it's just support for what I do. Um, supporting my cookiness and my ideas and my craziness, whether it's pro wrestling, whether it's a podcast, whether it's work or how I am as a father, how I am as a, uh, a human being in general, she fills my cup. And that kind of goes without saying that she's a great chick as well, too. And I will say 
you know, it wasn't easy trying to find someone like this as well, too. And then it wasn't easy trying to trust um, all these feelings that were happening. You know, I am a person that as a Scorpio, we're really a thousand in or negative zero into something. And, you know, I've been trying to be reserved these last couple of months and, you know, just pick and choose to see exactly what's worth it in my life and my daughter's life as well, too. Happy to say that um, it's been working out. It's been not working out pretty well. Um, so that's with me right there. You know, that's where I am with my life right now. Um, I hope that someone out there right now takes this and says, hey, damn, you know, Val, you've been going through ups and downs in, in your life when it comes to relationships or just uh, having someone in your life. And maybe, you know, if you can be this chubby schlub that gets a, a decent chick, maybe I can be that person as well, too. Hopefully you guys see that as well. Um, but that's really enough about me. You know, there's some positivity there. And I can also talk about my experiences on um, how I'm dealing with the relationship as well, too, in this segment with the pros and cons. Um, so that's a little bit enough about me there. Let's kind of get into it right here. So I know in the last episode, we went a little all over the place right here, you know, whether it was dating online, on websites, whether it's um, the lack of communication that most people have in this day and age, uh, whether it's dating younger, dating higher. This right here is going to be more so straightforward. Pros, cons, and um, my opinions, and hopefully you guys can leave some feedback on your opinions on it. So... Um, let's start with, um, some of the cons right now. Um, you know, being in your thirties, I gotta say probably is going to be the most challenging in the dating scene. You know, you're either way too old to be doing certain things or way too young to be doing certain things. You're in that sweet spot right there where if you date somebody that's kind of older, they have higher expectations of what you should be. And if you're dating somebody younger the same way, they have a higher expectation of you thinking that you have everything together in your life. And that can be a draw for them as well, too. So it really is a hard time to try to find that balance, try to find that person that kind of compliments you. Um, you know, and it could be little things as well, too. You know, when you're in your 30s, you're going through different changes in your life, you know, whether it's you want to be a, a person that, you know what, you were working out hard, crazy in your 20s. And you know what, you kind of want to just let loose a little bit and get a little chubby, um, get, you know, some pounds on on your 30s. And it, it could be hard to lose weight as well, too, uh, if you don't have that motivation. And having that weight on and packing that weight on can definitely hurt your self-esteem in your 30s and seeing if somebody would like, you know, the little lumps on you. And you know what? That shouldn't be anything to be ashamed of whatsoever. You know what? You know, if someone's going to appreciate you, not only are they going to uh, appreciate, you know, the love handles and the, and the lumps and the bumps around you, all the scars and bruises that we've all had mentally and physically throughout all our years, um, you know, they're going to, you know, try to complete you and fill your cup in that aspect, you know, try to, you know, say, hey, you know what, you got baggage, I got baggage as well, too. Um, maybe it's someone that 
will want to try to work out with you. Maybe it's someone who, you know, just enjoys and indulge some things as well, too, like going out and finding new places to eat and whatnot. It's, it's hard to find that kind of person because a lot of people could be very judgmental, whether it's weight, whether it's you're, you're, you're you know, really, really skinny or have a couple of pounds on. It could be tough. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions that um, come into your life in your 30s. A lot of things like, hey, why are you not married yet? Or, you know, what happened that you're not in a relationship or a long-lasting relationship? You know, why are you single? And that really is the biggest question, especially in your 30s. Especially when you're dating somebody as well, too. You could be dating somebody for about two to three months. And um, let's say you meet some of their friends and they ask you, hey, you know, have you been married before? Or have you been in a long-lasting relationship? Why aren't you married? Or why weren't you engaged? And it's a lot of none of your business, really. You know, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Part of my French. But it is true. You're going to be getting that a lot. Um, those of us that are single or that were single or even in relationships do get bombarded with those questions. Um, I know myself, like, um, I... When I was dating, the biggest thing was, why are you still single? Or, why haven't you been married before? You know, you seem like such a good guy. Or, I would ask that question sometimes too. Like, hey, have you been married before? You know, or why aren't you married? And honestly, it's, everybody's different. And everybody has their own reasons. I mean, me, myself, like, I had a lot growing up to do to figure out what I wanted as someone who's going to be long-lasting in my life. You know, and sometimes... I'll be very honest, and like I said, the person that listens to this podcast will know it as well too, you know, I have communication issues, and that being said, if you still, as a man, me, myself, and take it for what it is, you know, if you want to be a provider for somebody, and you want to be, you know, a husband, a wife, anybody, you know, a partner, you want to make sure that you have it all together in your head, not in life, but in your head, that this is going to be the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. It can be very intimidating as well, too. So, you know, when it comes to questions like, why haven't you been married? You know, you kind of just play that off and just don't let it weigh you down. But it is something that is brought up many times in different times in a relationship, whether it's long lasting, whether it's the first date, those questions do get come up and they can be a little uncomfortable. Um, the dating pool seems to get beginning narrower and narrower um, as time goes on. I know in the last podcast we were talking about you know online and um, dating online and whatnot and how there's pros and cons when it comes to that or just this dating scene in general going to a bar, going to a club, you know going to some kind of social event and trying to get to know someone is tough. And I think it's because in the, in the society that we live today, it, it could be very challenging to to get to know someone because our attention spans are so, so, I guess, I won't say bleak, but, you know, it just goes by so fast. Like, if we're not interested in that first 20 minutes right there, maybe even less, we might not even waste our time. As when we were in, you know, our 20s or even a teenager, we're like, yep, sure, yeah, that sounds great. What's next? In your 30s, you kind of are very selective, and that can make you very shallow. Me, myself, I, I fell victim to that many times as well, too, where, you know, you seem like you want to get to know someone, but 
you kind of focus on that flaw, and it's been done to me as well too, that flaw or that that minuscule thing that could be bugging you and could set you off and say, hey, you know what, it's not worth it for me. So whether it's your mindset or somebody else's mindset, it, it's very hard these days to kind of fit somebody in that criteria that you yourself want. It's something that we all have to work on. And, you know, if you're saying that you have not felt victim to that, you know, you're bullshitting yourself. It's, we all have been through that moment once or another. Um, career goals, life goals, you know, that's, that's all right thing in your 30s. You know, and that could be, well, while it's a positive for you trying to get your life together or if you have your life together and try to figure somebody into that life it could be challenging as well too it's not necessarily a con on your side but somebody else can take it as a con saying hey that person chooses their job before me or that person um you know has x y and z and doesn't make time for this this moment right here um maybe your goals are different from their goals maybe you want to have you know five kids and that person just wants to have one or none um and trying to work around that. And I know it's hard to say. Like I said, back to what I was saying before, we get a little shallow and judgmental and critical in, our, in the criteria that we want in a partner. And the moment we hear that, you know, they want this and you want something different, it's easy to not just, uh, just, just say bullshit and peace, bye, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with it because I'm 30. You know, I don't have time for that. It's hard to work it out. And I think what this generation lacks and it's going to continue, unfortunately, from the people that are 20 and younger than that is that the, the, they don't have the means to be patient anymore. We all fall victim to that. Um, it's much easier to say, you know what, uh, I'm a doorknob person. I'm going to take the doorknob, open it up, and walk away. It's harder to stick around and say, you know what, I fucked up, you fucked up. Um, we don't agree on something, but we still care about each other enough to see where it goes, and maybe that perception will change later on. That's hard. It's very hard, especially if you have a routine. Me, personally, myself, I don't know how the chick likes me, <laughs> you know? I'm a person that, you know, has a has a routine sometimes, you know, I, I have a daughter, you know, I take her to high school, you know, I go to work, I come back at a certain time, you know, I make sure that, you know, dinner is cooked, you know, or, you know, homework's overlooked, um, and I'm not really, you know, relaxing until maybe, I want to say, 9, 10 o'clock, and sometimes it's very tough and if you don't have someone that's strong that wants to say hey i notice that you are going through a lot of stuff right now or just you're working with a lot of stuff um it takes a strong trick to say you know what let me um invite myself into your life right there let me just say hey do you need a hand in this let me say hey you know what i know you this is this is happening but i'm gonna take your hand we're gonna get out this circle for about five minutes and we're just gonna enjoy each other for that five minutes and I want to put you back in your routine um that means so much to a person like me because sometimes I need a slap in the back of my head to say hey you're going too fast um you need to relax sit down let me um lay my hands on your shoulders and we're gonna sit this through that means a lot and these days you don't have that 
many people don't care for that whatsoever. So if you have something like that, please cherish it. It's very easy to take it for granted. Okay. Um, so many other things as well, too, that we get into as far as the cons go. I mean, even in a relationship, if you are going about six to eight months there, have you passed the point where you want to meet family members and what is their perception of you? Are you stable enough that that person's family is going to accept you? And our partner is always going to say, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, I care about you for you, not what my family believes, but I'm a family kind of guy. Um, I take that very seriously and, you know, I trust in most of my family's views and morals when it comes to the partners I'm with. And not a lot of times my family's met any of my partners. I could maybe count a handful of them. I will say that it means a lot to have, not necessarily their blessing, but that I can bring them around and it's chill, it's cool, it's relaxing and it's accepting. Um, so those things come up, whether you're good enough for their family or they're good enough for your family, that could be a scary time right there. I wouldn't necessarily call it a con, but I've seen many times, especially from experience, that that might not go the the best way. Hell, my daughter's mom doesn't listen to this podcast whatsoever. It'd be hilarious if she did. Hey, rock and roll. Um, she wasn't that accepted into my family for many reasons. Um, and I won't get into them, but just many reasons. And that was hard to deal with when we were younger. Um, I've had someone who tried to interject herself as well to my family. And it was all bells and whistles at that point. And, you know, she would call my mom, mom. She would call my dad, dad. And it was weird at one point. But, you know, hey, she was proactive. But at the end of the day, she really didn't care that much to stick around um, after that, so I found it weird. It's like you wanted to play a house, but not too much. So you come across those things right there, which can be hella difficult and hella frustrating. And if you let all these things kind of build up inside of you, it could make you go crazy. You know, um, sometimes it may make you even drift away and say, you know what, is this really worth it for me? Do I really want to continue? Um, it's, it's definitely, definitely uh, something to take into consideration in the dating pool right now. Um, before we continue, I just kind of want to take a quick break, mention a sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world with quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like listen, this is a no-brainer. 
download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh, whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. And we are back. All right, so we're going to still stick with the cons right now before we get into the pros. I know it's a little negative right here, but you know what? I feel like there's still a little bit more to say about stuff. And guys, these are just my personal observations and my experiences that I've been having since dating my 30s. I will say there's a lot of people that are happily married in their 30s right now that have been, you know, engaged since they got out of high school. People that are happy in their 20s that have long-lasting relationships. People that um, are just single right now in their 30s and having the time of their life. So I'm not saying that it's all bad. We'll get into the pros as well, too. But as far as the things that I've been observing or experiencing or um, have talks with um, other people in their 30s dating, this is kind of the conclusions we um, kind of go by right here. So let's continue right here. Um, Another thing... That is a huge part of your 30s right here that I've noticed. And it, it, it should be something that should happen in your 20s. And it should be happening if you, if kids out there who are teenagers are having sex as well, too. You know, just the conversation of being tested or getting tested. Have you been tested? Have you had an STD? Now, I know people might say, hey, it is a positive because we want this awareness out there. But this can also be a negative as well, too. It could be a con. It could be something that weighs another person. If you're an honest, average person and you say, hey, listen, I have been very sexual active before meeting you. Um, this is the kind of person that I am. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. As long as you're practicing safe sex, be that person, you know. Um, but if you're going to have that open conversation... You know, that come, can result in a little bit of, not scrutiny, but just problems later on, I guess. Whether it's a trust issue from your partner, knowing that you've been through or went through different partners as well, too. You really don't know how to trust that person, even though they say they get tested on a regular day basis. You may inquire to see more paperwork, and it's happened. It's happened definitely at times. It's happened to me before. Um... If you're a person that needs to hide this, it could be something that may damage the relationship or the dating partner later on if you admit that. You know, it might just be a no-go right there that you have led somebody on. And even though it's none of their business, to be quite honest, to be quite frank, no pun intended, um, it may turn them off and say, you know what, I, I, I have a certain criteria that I want, that I like in a person, and... The fact that you went through X, Y, and Z kind of leads me to say I'm out of here. So it's a double-edged sword, but that is a it, it, it is a conversation that should be having with every single partner because in this day and age, you know, you never know what's happening. You never know who has a monster, who has a disease, who is lying and who's not. So these are important things to talk about, but at the same time, I can see how that the constant questions and constant um, uh, pressures with that can really turn somebody off right there. Um, 
And then just one more thing in my side right here, just the dating scene in as far as being single as well too. And how much is too much when it comes to dating in your thirties? If you're gonna be that single person, what what do you see yourself as? Do you see yourself as someone who's casually dating and just enjoying the ride? But if so, are you acting like you're twenty years old again? Are you going out to clubs? Are you going out to bars? Are you trying to find X, Y, and Z? I keep on saying that. I apologize, people. It's my saying right there. I should come up with a segment called X, Y, and Z. Are you going out there to find specifically one thing calling it a day? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way you conduct yourself. I do feel that in your 30s, you know, you should take your time and be more selective with your choices while having fun. You know, not going too gun ho because honestly, we... We as people should have went gun hole in our teenage and our in our twenties right there. Now the fact that if we didn't get that, if you've been someone who has been married for let's say fifteen years and now you're in your mid thirties and you find yourself divorced or you find yourself separated, it may be be very difficult for you to say, you know what, I want to do things cool and content. I'm gonna go buck wild and crazy. Um, I just say for people like that, just try to. Hold back a little bit because in the in your thirties we're we're it it's too much. We want more. We can't be like these kids out there who are in college or you know who haven't experienced life in their twenties or whatnot that much and who are young gunning it every day all day. You know we in our thirties kind of want something specific. And even though we're we're looking for something quote unquote or we're just trying to have a time of our lives. There's something ideally that we all want. I feel like we should figure that out before we um, start entertaining with multiple partners and kind of going through life day to day, not knowing what we're doing. I think we should try, at least in our 30s, to get to that standard. Um, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that we should all have it figured out right then and there. But there should be a plan in motion. The last thing we want to do is be that person who's 40 years old still dating like we're 30 or still dating like we're 20 years old. It's not the best thing in the world. It's not great for our health and mental health as well, too. You ever date a young person? It's ridiculous sometimes. But that's it right there. Those are honestly the the cons that I have came up with so far um, that I've seen in my experience of dating. But let's talk about the pros. Let's say you are in a committed relationship. What are the pros right there? You know, in your 30s now, you have someone that compliments your life. You can actually share your dreams with that person now. You can share moments together. Hey, um, you have kids, I have kids. Let's try to do something. Let's go to Disney World, Universal Studios. Let's go to a, a county fair. Let's mingle. You know, let's let's incorporate families together and this is like after trust is built of course but you know just to have that blended family sometimes can be very euphoric it can be fantastic it can make you know certain holes that feel empty filled up with love and understanding even if you don't have kids and in your 30s you can still you know all the things that may maybe in your 20s people found uh, boring about you or you know a deal breaker maybe that person actually likes that huh? like let's say for me for example I use myself a lot I'm a person that loves comic books I'm a person that loves movies I'm a person that loves fucking Godzilla it's gonna be 
a needle in a haystack to find a chick that can can sing the Godzilla song or the Mothra theme and have a good time while I'm watching these movies. It's hard for the partner that I'm with right now to sit down and watch a pro wrestling match because she might find it boring as well too. God bless her heart, she does try. But at the same token, you have people that at least try. You know, you find these little things that you want to um, kind of meld together with your partner. If they like, I don't know, horror movies, you're going to watch a horror movie with them. Just to gain the experience, get to know who they are. If they like Harry Potter, you're going to go to, you know, the Hogwarts exhibit in Universal Studios and get a fucking wand and go, um, you know, Wingardium Leviosa and shit like that. Um, so it, it's just that that cuteness of of accepting yourselves in your 30s i think that's great and it's not easy but it is great to have that and like i said these are things when you have somebody that's going in like that first year you know that six months that eight month sweet spot right there it can really just make your relationship grow and have a good foundation to start off with um or even if you're just starting dating as well, too. I mean, you know, at this moment in time, like, in your 30s, you should be having your own apartment. You should be having your own house. And just the luxury of going home and not really having to worry too much about things. You know, putting on a movie and being a lazy bum with your girl. Or dancing the night away, taking an Uber and coming back and having the best sex of your life. Like, you have these opportunities now as an adult which you would probably yearn for when you were in your early 20s, mid-20s as well, too. Like, you have something stable. You must have a job. You know, hopefully you have a job right there that makes enough money for you to feel secure in your life. And now you can share these little things as well, too. If you want to take a day trip with that person, hell, fuck it. I'm going to take some paid time off. We're going to go to Sedona, Arizona and have a good time. Or we're going to go to, you know the hard rock cafe in you know los angeles we're gonna have a good time you know it's little things like that that you get to experience in your 30s i feel like in your 20s you can but it doesn't mean as much um if anything in your 30s you feel more nostalgic of these things um because sometimes we're so wrapped up in our 20s that we forget to do the things that we always want to do um for example um the lovely lady that i'm seeing right now wants to go see the Beetlejuice exhibit or what is it the Tim Burton exhibit in uh, Las Vegas and while that could be very I don't know childish to somebody out there in their 20s or even in their teenage years um, a person like me fucking loves that and I say hey rock and roll let's take that four hour trip to see some Tim Burton you know snake heads and worms and um, Beetlejuice figures and whatnot because rock and roll why wouldn't I you know that makes you happy I want to indulge in that as well too and I find the strange and macabre things interesting as well so rock and roll I mean those little things I feel like you appreciate more in your 30s and stop me if I'm wrong maybe you, you appreciate that in your 20s but I feel like it's more profound I feel it's more um I I guess it's it just feels more I I'm gonna stick the word nostalgic. It gives you a homey feeling. It makes you feel like you know you're, you're 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 reminiscing on good times right there, and you're sharing those good times, with a person that um, makes you smile. Um, 
even if you're not even dating people like that even if like maybe you're you're sticking to like maybe one or two people out there you're in the scene right now in your 30s like you kind of if you're dating around you kind of went through all the ups and downs and the struggles when it comes to dating already so you kind of figure you know what you want uh, if you're dating an older person uh, you know what the expectations are for an older person if you're dating a younger person you know the expectations as well too um the, the good thing about that is that you are your own fucking person. And the only person that should be able to judge you is yourself. Um, and if you want to go ahead and have a good time, you should go and do it and indulge responsibly. But indulge. Have fun. Be yourself. You know, if you have your, your life in a way where you can make a travel by yourself and go to Europe and date around, do so. If you have the time to go see family and, you know maybe sneak away let's say go into i don't know um pleasure island when you go down to orlando for that disney studios and you just want to get out there and meet some people in that area of rock and roll like you have the opportunity to be happy i think people miss that in their 30s and one thing that i do observe right now is that we are so focused on finding one person that we forget to be happy with ourselves and happy of living in that experience in that moment that makes us really complete some people feel complete just by taking a trip to the museum of natural history in new york and that's good right there you know finding yourself and knowing yourself knowing yourself i feel like in your 20s you're finding yourself early 30s maybe too but knowing yourself is the most important thing when you know yourself you are secure you know and there's nothing sexier than a secure person that that knows who they are and knows what they want as well too that is the best and honestly the sexiest thing from a woman and for a man as well too to know that they have um that 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 attitude that hey this is what i need this is what i want and that's really it right there i mean um those are honestly my pros right here i gotta say as a person who has dated um in their 30s um, I found more cons than pros, unfortunately. I just felt like me personally in this day and age, um, it's a lot harder to find somebody who's compatible. And I feel in my 20s, I really didn't care about compatibility. I cared more about um, what's fun and different. And there's no shame in that. I feel no shame in that. And hell, even in my early 30s as well, too, I felt like I needed to try to be a little bit more responsible, but I felt the wayside again and of course wanted to find something that's fun and and different as well too now these days i like i said i'm a little more selective i think everybody should be a little bit more selective in their 30s they should kind of aim for that sweet spot that 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 feeling that you know what this person right here can be the one i want to lay down next to in the next two years or three years or hey rock and roll like their goals meet my goals or their kids you know they she has two kids i have one kid hell that's good we don't even need kids anymore like that works um there's so many changes that happen in your 30s um and i think it's a pivotal time because i think this is our time right now to make the last few mistakes that we can the last little few hiccups that we can before we hit our 40s and then if we're making mistakes then who are we at that point? Like, we deserve to be single and not be with somebody. Because honestly, if we're 
if we're not learning from our experiences now, what are we learning? I know that sounds a little harsh and not to say that anybody in their 40s or 50s that are single should not be doing what they're doing. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying that we should be at our 30s right now learning from every single mistake that we do and implementing change every single day. Um, We should be always looking to get better, look for new opportunities and opportunities are going to benefit our lives. And if you're going to find somebody that's going to complement that, then you're going to grow together with that person. You're going to fill their cup. They're going to fill your cup. And we're going to try to not be as reserved, uh, sorry, not be as judgmental and um, shallow as we were before. You know, me as a person, you know, I wouldn't judge anybody who wanted to get married or didn't want to get married at this point. Me, myself, personally, uh, I'm a person that if I'm going to pop a question to somebody, I want to know that I'm financially secure um, and emotionally secure and spiritually secure enough that I can provide. And not just when I say provide as far as money goes, but provide mentally, provide emotionally to that person. Not to say you're going to be there forever. Um, that's just my personal goal right there. And that could be a personal goal for other people as well, too. And if you don't want that as well, if you want to live your life single, rock and roll. Just live it responsibly. Live it responsibly. You know, try not to destroy people's lives in the process. Be real. Be upfront. Um, if anything that's helped me out in this relationship is trying to be as honest as possible. Um, whether it's things with my daughter, with my family, whether it's things with my uh, daughter's uh, relationship with her mother. You know, I try to be as honest as possible and... Even when I want time for myself or figuring out what I need to do to get myself better to make sure that her cup is filled, I, I, I keep that in the forefront so that way she knows. It's hard. It really is. Time management, doing everything together, especially as a single father or a single parent, can really bust your bubble. Um, I'll end in a note like this. Dating your 30s, to me, and even though I'm in my early 30s, as much as it seems like it can be a hassle, and you hear the horror stories as well too, that it can be a hassle, just know that it's refreshing and it can be absolutely fun if you make it that way. If you want to be a person that lives their life to the next level, um, to the beat of their own drum, then do so. But do so heroically. Travel the world. Go out there. Be a person that when you come back and you finally want to settle down, you know yourself completely. And if you are someone that's happy in a relationship in your 30s, keep that person. Keep that person warm, especially if that person is positive in your life, that is filling your cup every single damn day. Treat that person with respect and love and attention as much as possible because you're not, you're not guaranteed those moments ever again. It's, it's going to get rare when you're in your 40s, especially in your 50s as well too. So, you know... Be responsible, be happy, and above all else, just let go. All of us just needs to let go just a tad bit more. It's a hard thing to do, um, but the more we let go, whether it's you know our shallowness, whether it's our expectations, whether it's um, our pride, we let that go just a tad bit, and then we have an opportunity to open not only our eyes, but other people's eyes as well, too, on the magic of being happy and positive. So um, hopefully that makes sense, guys. I know this is um, 
impromptu um, table talk, but I figure since people want to hear my opinions on it and we're wanting to hear a part two to this, like I promised, I wanted to give you one. Um, if you guys have any other ideas for a table talk, whether it's, you know, I don't know, single parents, whether it's, you know, uh, I have a lot of people, uh, friends, great friends that li- that are, are, you know, gay as well too, men and female, and they're maybe have a segment based on their dating lifestyles of dating someone from the same sex. That could be something great as well too that you guys want to hear. Um, let me know. Let me know. I'm down for that as well too. Um, leave feedback at um, Pop Culture Fanatics on the Facebook page. Uh, feedback on Instagram page as well too by the same name. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uncanny underscore v. And um, yeah, Pop Culture Fanatics is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and all major podcast avenues as well too. So please rate, review, and subscribe. That's all for today, guys. So, you know, um, hopefully this was fun. I felt like um, I could have probably unpacked a little bit more, but I wanted to kind of be a little bit more straightforward <laughs> and not all over the place, kind of have a directive here. So if it's something you guys liked, please uh, let me know. Um, yeah, stay safe, stay awesome, and keep being fans. Because if we're not fans, then who are we, right? Later. This is your end credit scene. All right, all right, all right, guys. So this is the um, Easter egg portion, the um, end credit portion, the rated R version, the triple X version of the near 30s. So if you stuck around, rock and roll, because it's about to get weird. So yeah, guys, if you're dating your 30s, weird shit's gonna happen and we're gonna have to just deal with it because all the weird shit that we can get away with now is not gonna happen in our 40s or 50s and if it does it's fucking not cool you know we're still good looking you know guys and gals out there you know we want to strut our stuff you know so get ready for the weird stuff you know at this moment in time we're gonna be doing a lot of awesome cool fucking shit like you know tassels you know tassels are gonna be awesome not like macho man or ultimate warrior tassels these tassels are gonna you know do flips and shit like that on certain parts of the body so rock and roll for that there's gonna be some backdoor activity there's gonna be you know some blumpkins there's gonna be you know some experimental type shit happening right there you know you're gonna get down and dirty you know we're not gonna be like our 20s you know having sex on the beach and shit like that because you know you don't want sand in the gooch and the cooch right there that's not cool whatsoever but you know we're gonna find a nice hotel you know we're gonna get some sangria and we're gonna have a good time you know we're gonna put some sangria on ourselves and regret it afterwards because we're gonna be all sticky but shit it's gonna happen it's gonna be real it's gonna be fun okay so whether you're in a relationship or you're just living that single best life if you want to go to honolulu and you know go to town on a whale do so you know you know go on top of you know a fucking humpback whale and take a girl and do the humpback whale rock and roll if you want to be you know a couple that's you know tenured and y'all want to go to you know the eiffel tower and go to the top of the eiffel tower and scream the whole entire night in a language where people probably don't understand you jesse la do it have fun guys at the end of the day have as much fun as possible we are in our 30s all right, we're, we're, <laughs> we're at a point in time where we can do this stuff and have fun, whether we're single or not. Um, it's just how the game is played right there, but just do it responsible. 
all right thanks for sticking around later